Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of the Potluck Podcast post hashtag SBC23 edition. Matt, I'm exhausted. How do you feel? I feel I, I love you. Love you too. But I feel like I am more exhausted than you. You probably are. I, I don't know. I don't know. I got, I got a sick kid I was up all night with last night. So that's fair. Well, yeah. let me at least say after the annual meeting itself, I had to be twice yeah. as exhausted as you. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Being Bart's handler, going around doing all that, I can't imagine what all that entails. Uh, being on the stage, uh, don't want to know, uh, but I'm glad that you got to experience that. Well, when I'm president, you can find out. So I don't want to know. Uh, if, if that is a prerequisite, if that is like a uh, thing that's going to happen, I'm going to vote against you. So Okay, uh, there we go. Well, uh, Matt, it was, uh, by and large, I would say, a, a great annual meeting. It was good seeing everyone. A couple highlights right off the bat that we saw on Tuesday, right? 79 missionaries commissioned through the International Mission Board. Many of those who... We couldn't know their last names. We couldn't see their faces because they're going to hard-to-reach places. Um, talk, talk to me a bit about why you guys kind of, as you were going through the Committee of the Order business uh, and the scheduling, I know that it's not Bart's decision alone, uh, but why was IMB sitting celebration? Why was that prioritized a Tuesday morning? Bro, and I, I think he even made that comment a few times. That's why we're doing all of this. Yeah, He said this is the business of the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. Yep, that's why we're doing it. And and I love too. I mean, these folks represent churches. And uh that's that's who we're sending money from through the cooperative program so that we can do this and why we're making the stands we make and motions and resolutions and budgets and all of that kind of stuff is so ultimately that we can do that. We can plant churches, all of that. But uh I like how Dr. Chitwood mentioned that there were forty-four churches in nineteen different states that these new missionaries mm. represent. And uh, which is amazing. And and they're going to, I think, over 30 different countries, uh, 33 countries taking the good news with them. And yeah. uh, and so we got to see them. And uh, and I took pictures of all the ones that we didn't see their faces uh, behind just so I could filter those out. If I, and I'm just kidding. Totally <laughs> kidding. Nobody. That's not even funny to joke about. I probably should. I did not do that. Yeah. Uh, but no, we were uh, we had a great time. And, and yes, also, uh, Bart, as you mentioned. Uh, was elected uh, not unanimously, but man, it was a strong not not majority. And uh, what was it, sixty-eight percent? Over sixty-eight percent? Yeah, over sixty-eight percent. Uh, well over seventy-five hundred votes uh, cast for bar out of the eleven thousand that were cast. Um, and I think somebody, I haven't fact checked this, so this this is as I recall. Right? Can we do that? As I recall, uh, one of the highest. Uh, percentages that we've had uh, since, I believe it was Bobby Welch over 20 years ago, uh, tied with uh, J.D. Greer in Hemphill's vote in Dallas. And uh, that was, it was a strong, strong affirmation of Bart's leadership from the past year, because at that point he hadn't done a whole lot in that particular meeting. But I think the rest of that meeting showed that was the right decision. Bart moderated very, very well, very fairly. Uh, yes. People that would have been BART supporters or whatever were were ruled out of order and and cut off. All of like yeah. the mics cutting off was a was a good thing. I think even we'll talk about the Saddleback and so forth. Yeah, no, he was he was very very fair in how he handled. Now he gave his president address on the really the the aesthetic of Christianity, the beauty of the Christian faith, which I thought was just a a great 
message there from Philippians chapter four yeah. uh, that he gave, and it was uh, eight nine, and it was super encouraging. I think that hell. I think, and I think Jared Stevens in his speech, he said, you know, typically a president gets a second year, but Bart is not owed a second year just because of that. But let me tell you why he deserves a second year. Yeah. And I think everything this past year proved that. I think the messenger saw everything leading up to the vote, and then everything afterwards just reaffirmed that Bart's the right man for right now. And dude, I did not know this. We'll we'll talk about the task force, the the abuse yeah. one in a moment. I did not know the story of Michael Romero uh, that was crazy. himself in because of the sex abuse reforms that we have been doing. He he knows, like Bart even said last year after he uh, was elected, is that for far too long, uh, abusers have used churches as their hunting ground. And yeah. I want to let you know now. We're hunting them. Yeah. And uh, and I was I, I still remember there was audible gasp in that room when he said that. And it was true. They they were going to do this work. And this this guy turns himself in because he knows we're taking this seriously and we're investigating all of yep. these things. And he knows that the truth eventually comes out. And I think that was like this atom bomb going mm-hmm. off in the middle of his speech that I think woke a lot of people up that we are doing the right thing and people are noticing and uh, and about the right thing, let's let's move on through some of the things that we we covered. Real quick, before I get there, right before we get there, I don't want to be married to the moment. No slight of you, but that was one of the best presidential nomination speeches I think I've ever heard uh, in SBC life. It was it was very good. Uh, don't we want to mention as well? Jay Atkins elected first vice president. Casey Branch elected second vice president, and then Don Currents was re-elected uh, as the um, uh, the uh, registration secretary, unopposed. Nathan Finn, recorded secretary, unopposed. Yeah, let's let's jump into. Do you want to jump into the task force or to the friendly cooperation? Let's go ahead and do the friendly cooperation. I have it All pulled right, so up. We, yeah, we so have three we, churches, right? Yeah, we have three. Yep. Uh, Saddleback, uh, Fern Creek, and Freedom Church. Uh, you want to start with Freedom Church because that was kind of interesting, right? Yeah that that was interesting because and and if you're in the room and and didn't know the story, like I I. I knew what was coming or whatever, but I didn't know all of the ins and outs right. of the story. When the guy gets up there to speak, I'm like, "Oh, well, good. You you, you did you did, it. You did what you were supposed to do." Yeah, I'm like, "Okay, let's go." And then came the the rebuttal. And so, for those <laughs> that maybe weren't there, one of the things that we did is on whoever was coming forward for for these things, uh, those churches would have their representative, and then the EC was selecting either somebody from them or or that would represent the vast majority of Southern Baptists, because it's essentially saying you're speaking for all of us. And so who's the best person to speak for this situation uh, and give the best case for the against, uh, or I guess for the sustaining of the the rule of the executive committee. And so they picked Dean and Sarah uh, for this one. And Dean spoke and shared the facts of what had happened. And, And then that vote was overwhelming. Uh, yeah, when the guy from Freedom Church gave, there are people sitting around me going, "Well, we need to, we need to overrule this. We need to, we need, we don't need to sustain this until Dean spoke." And then those same people are going, "Holy cow, this church is bad." Yeah, yeah. I want to be careful what we say on the podcast, but uh, I believe the the vote to sustain was very well uh, the right decision, and it was not even not even close. I think that was the biggest margin, right? That was the biggest margin. Only like three hundred or so voted for them. Yeah, uh, and and that's one where at the end of the day you're you're taking them at their word and yeah. the the for and the against at their words, and so it's it's 
he said, she said, you know, or, or he said, he said in that case, but yeah. anyway, um, I think it was very clear what needed to happen. And that's what did happen. We also had the two that were ultimately over the same issue, but in kind of different degrees of, of ascent. She had Saddleback in <laughs> Fern Creek, of course, Fern Creek in Louisville, uh, Kentucky yep. Saddleback, we all know, uh, is in Lake Forest, California, but really kind of all over the globe. Uh, one of, if not the largest Southern Baptist church at the time. And, uh, and so they got to give their speeches. And so the pastor of Fern Creek, uh, shared her uh, impassioned plea um, yeah. to to stay in, and Rick Warren gave his. One of the things I I, I touched on pre- previously, want to make a note. Like we we decided three minutes for and against. Clock yeah. was ticking. Three minutes and ten seconds. The mic was going off. It didn't yeah. matter if you'd only said your introduction. Mic was off. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody else is able to. And speak. they knew that ahead of time. They didn't know that ahead of time. And uh, and I think. All uh, except for for Moeller, and I can't remember if Dean ran out of time or not. Um, but uh, but all uh, that Moeller spoke, he he got right down to the wire, but finished. Yep. The other ones were kind of cut off. Uh, but that was it was fair, um, yeah. and, and they handled that well. Uh, in those votes, uh, the Fern Creek was a uh, bigger majority um, for for sustaining that rural. Saddleback was a little bit smaller. Uh, but ultimately, all three were deemed not to be in friendly cooperation with the Southern Baptist Convention. And that does bring about some questions about how we move forward. How is this going to play yeah. out? And fe- what if we have a hundred churches that this decision is is put before us? How How is that even going to work? How are we going to have time? But all of that kind of stuff, I think, is going to work itself out. And with some of the other decisions that uh, were made uh, to, to derail or, or to get away from that just for a moment, one of the other things that did happen was we decided that the ARITF work was going to continue. Yeah. Uh, they voted overwhelming uh, to continue that work. And uh, Marshall Blaylock mentioned uh, the Ministry Check website was up and running. Yep. That they're going to continue to work on just the whole credibly accused, that Category 4 situation. There's just some confusion about it. What does that mean? What does that look like? How does that work? And so they're still working on that. And so we as Southern Baptists need to to pray, not assume the worst, but pray. They continue to work through this and, and make it something that is going to be beneficial for Southern Baptists mm-hmm. and ultimately help protect our uh, sex abuse uh, victims and make our churches the safest place on the planet for men and women, boys and girls. And uh, and so back to the the issue really of, of women pastors, mm-hmm. Jared Cornut single-handedly created the 2023 Baptist Faith and Message. Jared, well done. Did not know it is you still, it is still well the It is still the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. I don't uh, care. It's 2023 to me. Uh, and right. Not single-handedly. The messengers voted to do it. I just made the motion. No, we. I made a motion um, at the annual meeting on Tuesday morning. I was one of the, I don't know, the first ones that made a motion uh, to be helpful with, with all this stuff with the law amendment going on, all this stuff with Saddleback. You know, Saddleback would say, well, our elders are only men, but we see pastors differently. Dwight McKissick, uh, a, a nice brother in, in Arlington, Texas, would say that, you know, the way that we see pastors, women can be pastors. And so I made a motion that we go back to the 1925 language and we say pastor slash elder slash overseer in two places in Article 6. Um, and to my surprise, on Tuesday evening, when the Committee on the Order of Business was giving their report, um, 
that one got scheduled for debate. I, I honestly thought it would be referred to committee. I had no intention to bring, try to overrule that, bring it out. Uh, but I thought we had an opportunity now to really discuss this. And so um, I gave a uh, I spoke for the motion on Wednesday afternoon, spoke about why we shouldn't take this lightly, that anybody who you know works for an entity, teaches at one of our seminaries, is one of our missionaries, they have to affirm this document that we've had for a hundred years that's been revised only two times. Yeah. And I think it may have been revised before from the floor. Uh, maybe when we added the part on the family and around 1998. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure entirely on that. But we shouldn't take this lightly. We should, you know, if you're going to be a church of family cooperation, you got to be closely identified with it. So this is, I wanted people to understand, I think we should do this, but understand the gravity of what we're doing. We are changing our statement of faith in a meeting where a motion was made, and this is a simple up and down vote. So I did that. Um Brandon Watkins, a, a guy I know, I did not ask him to speak for my motion. He decided to do it on his own, spoke toward, towards it because he believes ecclesiology matters. He called for the question. People said there should have been more discussion around this. I, I would have been fine with more debate. I think that would have been healthy. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's the messenger's decision. He called the question, and two-thirds voted to call the question. And I don't know what it looked like from the platform, Matt, but it looked like it was Pretty close to unanimous on uh, uh, affirming. I, I saw a couple of no votes, but not many. What did it look like from the stage? It it was very, very, very overwhelming. Yeah, and uh, de- definitely handful handful of people voting no. Um, but but yeah, it was very overwhelming. So well done. Yeah, uh, me, Jared Cornett, Baptist Faith and Message. So let me say this: I'm glad I did it, but we should never do this again. And in fact, I'm going to be the first one. Uh, making a motion in Indianapolis. Uh, I'm going to work with some guys on this. I've already been talking with some people uh, about we need to make this this tighter. I, I, Denny Burke's got a great idea that anytime we want to revise it, it needs to go to a study committee and then have a two whatever the recommendation is have a two third votes two years in a row. I really agree with that. Um, I'm glad we did it. I think it gives strength to the confession, but we should never ever do this again. And okay. uh, I am I'm happy that we passed something that everybody agrees with, but also shows. We got to make this harder to do, and so uh, I'm with you, Southern Baptist, on that. Yeah, and then we also had the Mike Law Amendment, as uh, it has been referred to as uh, the motion to amend the SBC Constitution, which is apparently much harder to do uh, than change our statement of faith. <laughs> uh, we, Interestingly we enough, it that is deed, that that dead horse. But anyway, um, they did. Messengers did initiate a two-year process to amend the Constitution after. Two-thirds of messengers approved a motion initially brought last year uh, by Virginia Pastor Mike Law, uh, brought again. And uh, so this is something just so y'all that are listening, uh, this has to get two-thirds of a vote this year, and it did. Uh, and and then it also has to get two-thirds vote in Indianapolis, which is where the meeting's going to happen next year. A lot of stuff's going to happen in between, including uh, the task force that will be appointed by Pastor uh, Bart Barber, our president. Uh, for the task force and just looking at this whole issue. I don't remember what the exact title is. I'm just going to call it the woman pastor task force. I don't remember what we're <laughs> calling it. Uh, but anyway, they'll they'll dig into this a little bit. What the, What is this going to look like? Because I'm already getting questions of churches that maybe have like that reversionary clause in their documents that say when this church is no longer a Southern Baptist Convention church, uh, they you know, forfeit their building, all that goes back to the association or the state. Like many churches do that for a completely different reason. Let's say Jared Cornut is a pastor of Blank Baptist Church somewhere in a group of 100 uh, 
Pentecostals show up one day, join, and then vote them out, and then take over the church, like a hostile takeover. That's what that's meant for. But now in this case, what does it mean if a church like, for example, Saddleback, uh, that's probably not in their documents, but anyway, let's say Saddleback uh, had that and is no longer in friendly cooperation with the Southern Baptist Convention, but is, according to statements, still going to be a part of the local association and the state convention. Uh, they're still largely Southern Baptist in that sense. So what is that going to do in that case? So there's just things that we need to dig into as we get to that vote in Indianapolis. But that did pass not uh, not as overwhelming as uh, yours and some of the other votes. Uh, yeah. And it was very close, probably could have been a uh, ballot vote, but but it did look like it was two thirds. Yeah. It looked it looked it looked like it was two thirds to me, but I would I would have preferred a ballot vote. But it, a ballot vote was called, and the the vote to do a ballot vote did not have it, and so yeah. it is what it is. Yep. And so we also had the uh, uh, all the resolutions passed, minor adjustments to to some of them, but all nine of the resolutions were passed. We also approved a one hundred and ninety five million dollar CP allocation budget, and uh, and so that was well. A lot of great reports from our entity heads and some great one-liners. Um, I appreciated uh, Ben uh, Mandrell and his, uh, you know, got a little salty. Uh, I missed and, it. I know, missed the lockaway report. Very direct in some of his answers, but uh, one asked a question of him, and, and he invited him ultimately uh, to to read uh, Beth Moore's memoir, for example. I bet that was received well. And then let's sit down and eat and talk about it and and hear your concerns a little deeper. And uh, so he really represented LifeWay well. There's a lot of questions that were asked of uh, seminary presidents and so forth, but all did really well. And more than 12,000 messengers uh, attended, yeah. and uh, which was a, a, a strong number. Uh, Nearly 13,000, yeah. 37 registered messengers, uh, aside from 15,726 in Nashville and 21. This is the largest group since 1996. So sorry, Jay Allen, but it's good that it wasn't in North Carolina, which brings us to our Southern culture topic. How do you do North Carolina? <laughs> how'd you eat in New Orleans? Oh my gosh, man. Uh, so I, I'm in a weight loss competition right now. I have lost, I had lost seven pounds going into New Orleans and I have not stepped on the scale since I got back because I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. Going to cafe, du- I went to cafe du Monde a few times, and I had some beignets with the PJs, and had some beignets as well. Uh, I went to Commander's Palace on Tuesday night with a group of guys, and man, it was just one of the best meals I've ever had. It was just fantastic. It was a three-hour meal it was great, and we also went to another place called Brennan's, uh, which was uh, you know the home of the Banana Foster in New Orleans, and yeah. it was great. So I ate, I ate, I ate great. How, yeah. how did you eat? Did you even have time to eat? I uh, so most of my meals were at the convention center, but there were meals. So we usually had breakfast in there. Uh, if there was a lunch one, there was you know a lunch meeting or a dinner meeting, uh, and so there was always food. So I always ate there. Had the Swibitz luncheon. Also went with Bart to the Southern Alumni luncheon and uh, had that time with him. So a lot of meals there. I only had two meals that were not at the convention center. So one of those was the past president's dinner. And so that was all of the past Southern Baptist Convention presidents uh, that were in attendance came to that. So we ate there, had a buffet of some delicious yeah. uh, food. And uh, I got to sit. I had the cool table. I had the chill table, let's just say. I had Fred Luter and his wife and Ed Litton and his wife. 
Nice. And so I was at the cool table, the chill table. I, you know, I love JD. I was at the chill table, man. We had a blast. And, uh, and so uh, all those guys were there. And then the other meal uh, was not a meal, but was, I guess, more dessert and coffee as we went to Cafe Du Monde. Uh, for some cafe au lait and some beignets and Kyle was like hey let's let's split it I said bro there's three and I'm not going to cut one in half uh, no. so let me just get my own you eat your own and they're three so, bucks yeah three or three bucks, four dollars at this point everything else I ate I wasn't going to gain or lose any more that mattered so we went all in had a blast and uh, the food was good and the people were great and and so I send out every year that same little deal be a good witness all that kind of stuff let me just say I heard by numerous people at the convention center that y'all are the nicest group we have ever had. And uh, I'm seeing people talk to, you know, the security staff, the convention staff, uh, or the convention center staff, not our staff, and being kind, all of that kind of stuff. Bart, after just wrapping up the annual meeting, is sharing the gospel with one of the convention center staffs. Like, y'all did a great job being a good witness in New Orleans. I'm sure there were problems sure we'll hear about some of those uh but y'all did a great job southern baptist of representing christ well in new orleans and we look forward to it again in indianapolis but until next time jared what do they need to do they need to stay baptist my friends that means remain in freely cooperation in your ecclesiology but stay baptist and uh, join us next time here on the pot podcast same baptist time same baptist hour and as i just said as always stay baptist my friends